What's up, LCC family? Uh, hope you're having a great week. Uh, so I'm here with Lauren, and um, this is our first more than Sunday, and so it's going to be like a, a breakdown of some of the things that uh, were our sermon the past Sunday, um, and uh, yeah, so like, tell me more about it was. This was Lauren's idea, and I think it's an awesome idea. So what what kind of what kind of brought this about? Well, I was just thinking, I love listening to podcasts personally, and of course I love social media. And so I was just thinking very often I'll see breakdowns of stuff, but it's always like true crime, all different things. And I was just like, you know, very often you and I sit down on mornings during our quiet time and we do breakdowns of the sermon or some of the stuff the Lord's laid on our heart. And very often we have great conversations and I'm like, you know, what would be awesome is if we were sharing our conversations that we have about what the Lord's putting on our heart and share that with everyone else at LCC, just kind of because very often it's based off the sermon or what we've heard that morning and we'll write it down. And so we just kind of want to share that with you guys and kind of show what the Lord's laid on our heart as well. Yeah. I think it's real helpful to not just like go on Sunday to hear a sermon and, you know, just kind of like, okay, you know, how do I apply it? But I think it's kind of cool to hear how other people are applying what they heard. Or sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks something to a different person than, right. than, than you. And I think it's really cool to hear like, oh, that's what the Lord, that's what you got out of that's, that. Yeah, exactly. And then it's kind of like you get another layer of something to apply to your life. So I think it's really good. I'm really excited about this. And so... Um, this past Sunday, uh, Randy preached about worship and what is true worship. What is worship in the life of a Christian? Right. And uh, so, even right then, in the middle of the sermon, we were talking. We we're like, "Oh, uh, Lauren had some great, great thoughts about it." And so, we just want to share it real quick. Yeah, um, I would say it was a great sermon. If you missed it, please go back. We're on you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or Facebook, um, and Podbean. Yeah. So if you use that. <laughs> all of those places, it was such a great, it was such a great message. So you don't want to miss it. Uh, so go back and listen. But one of the things that, uh, as he was talking about, and he even made a point uh, on this and it was like, was talking about how, when David went to go back and get the ark, uh, the first time he did it wrong and someone died in the process. And so the second time he went back and it says, so this is in second Samuel six thirteen. it says, when those were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf wearing a linen ephod. David was dancing before the Lord with all his might. And I just reached over and I told him, I said, you know, often, uh, if you know me, um, I can be feisty and, uh, oh, yeah. I have a lot of opinions about everything. And so I felt like the Lord said to me in that moment, it was like, often we judge people on things that they're doing for the Lord. And you're like, that is excessive. And yeah. I know if I would have seen this, I would have been like, that is so excessive. That yeah. is so much. That's too much. Um, and I felt like the Lord was like, everything we do is worship. And like, is anything too much when we're honoring the Lord? Yeah. And so I kind of felt like a little guilty because I know I've looked at other churches and seen what they did with their building or what they did with their events and been like, that is too much. And I'm sure if you were, if I would have been on the outside and I would have seen what David was doing every six steps, I'd have been like, that was excessive. Yeah, I probably would have too. You would have been like, yeah. you could have fed your entire homeless population for the yeah. next year with just a portion of what you did. And you killed 
hundreds of animals because it was a it wasn't like it wasn't just like 36 steps it was like eight miles yeah so eight miles so you're talking about like the amount is just astronomical and so I just feel like sometimes I've been quick to judge others what they were doing not necessarily in worship but in maybe where they put their money where a church puts their money how they do things and I just was like wow um the Lord wants us to worship him big and honor him big um, through our actions, through our money and through our worship. Yeah. So. And that's the, that was like the main, you know, point is that like God is looking for people who are all in. Yeah. And one of the takeaways I had from it was that, um, you know, David had all of that and he was using what he had as king. He was using his resources. Right. I mean, lots of resources as king to worship the God he loved. Right. And so that's kind of like it points to us to use what we have, you know. Right. And sometimes we compare it's like, well, I'm not a king. I don't have like thousands of bulls, but that's not what the Lord's asking for. He's asking for what what do you have? What has he given you right. uh, to worship him with? And uh, it makes me think about that. Uh, we were talking about a scripture this morning in Mark. Yeah. Where um, Jesus is at a Pharisee's house, and a woman who is, you know, you can kind of read between the lines. She's a known uh, unclean woman, which meant she's probably a prostitute. And um, she had recently come to faith in Jesus. And so she shows up that evening in that house and washes um, Jesus's feet with her hair and this fine perfume. Um and so we're kind of just talking about some of the comments. I can read the scripture. Yeah. Okay, ahead. so it's it's in uh, Mark 14, uh, 4. Uh, so she washes her hair with the, she broke the jar and poured the perfume on his head. And some of those present were saying indignantly to one another, why this waste of perfume? It could have been sold for more than a year's wage and the money given to the poor. And they were rebu- rebuked her harshly. Um, and I totally see myself in that. Because I would have been one of the ones like that is excessive and ridiculous. Yeah, a year's wage. Yeah, I mean a year's wage. Because you could use water. Yeah, you could totally use water. So, like to me, that's excessive. Right. You, it, it wasn't like oh, this is all that's available to us. True. Yeah. We know that they were at a house that was prepared for them, um, and that was like kind of part of also one of the amazing things when you're reading through Mark. It talks about like Jesus sends the disciples and is like. Go there. There's already somewhere prepared for us. Tell them we're going to have Passover there. Yeah. And you think, like, this house is already prepared for them. And so washing a feet would have been one of those things that was provided for them. Right. Because it was something that they did. And so you think for her to do it with this year's wage of perfume is yeah, so mind-blowing excessive. It's excessive. I mean, just think about your salary. Yeah. <laughs> a perfume that's your entire year's salary. It's just crazy. And, uh, you know, so some of the comments of the people there and even the, the disciples was like, this could have been used to feed many. And um, what's interesting about that is that, you know, in, in Matthew, and I think most of the, the Gospels, there's a, there's a point where Jesus disrobes and he goes and washes his disciples' feet. And, you know, a lot of times we miss the significance of that. And so washing people's feet was actually reserved for the, not just any servant, but the lowest servant of right. the house. And oftentimes that was women. 
And so the comments that they had about this action is like if if he knew what kind of woman this was, he wouldn't even let her touch him. And so it was like they were saying like she's not even good enough to be the lowest of servants. Right. And but she comes anyways. Yeah. And what's crazy about this is if she was a prostitute, that perfume is was one of her tools to attract men. So what she was doing was pouring out what she has right where she was at and worshiping Jesus. Yeah. And Jesus said, you know, I'm pleased. This pleases my heart. Um, everyone's going to know about this. And we do know about it even today. Yeah. Like he, he even said, you know, what, what she's done tonight will be known, um, you know, for ages to come. And that, yeah. you know, we see that that happened. And so it just points to, you know, for me, I, I kind of feel convicted by it that I've judged how other people worship and what they do and where they're at. And, um, you know, they're, I just, I just think about what all these disciples were thinking is like, you know, like she's not even doing it right. You know, he's not getting clean with this perfume and her hair, but it wasn't about that, you know, and how often do we look at other people and be like, Hey, you know, they're not even doing it right. But it's that same pride that we have that actually keeps us from worshiping fully. And it's that same pride that, we're like when we look at people and like we we hold back from when we worship it's because we think people are going to think the same things and judge us by the same way that we judge other people yeah and so um i don't know it was just kind of like it all came together this week with what the lord was you know had you where he had you in the bible and and kind of some of our thoughts about the the sermon Yeah. yeah so worship with what you have you know, that's the call. That's what Jesus is asking us to do. Worship with what we have, mm-hmm. um, whether people like it or not. It's not for them. Yeah. It's it's for him. Yeah. And just we know recently a celebrity got saved. Yeah. And she's gotten a lot of harsh critics. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the things I keep seeing is like, we'll know her by her fruits. Unlike things like that. And it's just like crazy because like even this woman, we don't know what she did next yeah like we don't know yeah um because we're not perfect when you first get saved yeah and thank goodness that jesus doesn't follow it up with he says leave her alone she has done a beautiful thing for me the poor will always you know you always have uh but he doesn't ever say like you'll know her by her fruits yeah like he's not he never says that yeah he never is like she'll be perfect from here on out right maybe she won't yeah. Because that was her way of life. I mean, I'm not perfect yet. Right, exactly. You know? And so um, I just think that's beautiful that that's not what the Lord says, but I see Christians saying that. Yeah. Um, well, we'll know them by their fruits. And it's like, yeah, yeah, you will. But at the same time, we're not perfect. Yeah. We see that over and over and over and over in Scripture that often some of the most, you know, the people that we, you know, we see as the Bible greats, had some pretty terrible fruit at times. Oh, yeah. Um, Peter, and he called him his rock, you know, David a man after God's own heart. And so you just think, yeah, we will know him by their fruits. But at the same time, we're not perfect. Yeah. And so. Yeah, and I'm thankful for God's patience and grace with me. Right. The benefit that we have is that, like, we're not celebrities. And yeah. We don't have all these expectations. And yeah. Uh, other Christians out there saying it's like, well, you know, you need to look like this and look like that. But the Lord has, you know, for us in private, gently 
brought us to where we are now faithfully persistently and a lot of times like when we look at other people and when we're trying to judge other people we want them to look like a movie of like oh you know this happened and then there was this pivotal moment and like they were never ever the same they never struggled with anything again but it's just like we want that when we look out at people but like we don't expect that of ourselves yeah because i've been a believer for 21 years and man in the last six months has the lord done some stuff in my life yeah and you go huh i i'm still learning yeah 21 years in the lord's still leading me down this path gently and that's what no it's like the lord wants us to witness to people the same way he does it with us yeah he doesn't you know he didn't smack me upside my head six months ago yeah and be like get it together it's been 20 years you know He's just continued to love me through this, um, you know, which is beautiful. Same here. Yeah. So, so thankful, Lord, for your your patience. Yeah. Amen. Um, and so, yeah, that's the challenge: is that you know, don't let the judgment and the pride in your heart, maybe that you've had towards other people, keep you from pressing in and giving the Lord. Because sometimes, man, if you you spend too much time judging people, it's kind of hard to come come back from that when you when right. you want to change because you're like, well, I've, I've kind of laid myself out as like, you know, these are all the things that I do and how I do it. Yeah. And then, then if the Lord challenges you to worship in a different way, you're like, yeah, Lord, but you know, I got to hold to my, you know, <laughs> right. my principles, but the Lord's not asking you to hold to your principles. He wants you to hold to his right. principles, yeah. which means Amen. he wants worshipers that worship him in spirit and in truth. Yeah. And that's what that, that's what that lady did. And she worshiped with what she had. She was humble. I mean, can you imagine, you know, doing that and knowing, knowing who was in the room, knowing that they were judging you, that knowing they that they knew. were scoffing and they were probably scoffing. He could, she could probably hear them. And she said, I'm going to worship yeah. the king. I'm going to worship the one who has redeemed me and forgiven me. And so that's what, exactly. that's what God wants from us. That's our response. Right. I love that. So, all right. So. Um, this is our first more than Sunday. You know, I think that this is a great thing because a lot of us live Sunday to Sunday. And so what we want, our heart, and I think every Christian's heart is like, you don't want to just be a Christian Sunday to Sunday. You want something to take home with you. You want to feel God's presence with you. You want to be walking and stride with him during the week. And so this is just a tool we feel like, um, we, we want it. We feel like it's gonna be beneficial and, uh, Yeah, so thank you for taking the time to listen, and uh, we'll see you Sunday.